you? I am Michelle Gifford. Hey, I'm Sarah Allred. We are the girls behind Women With Fire, and we specialize in building influencers. Welcome to the podcast. Listen as we chat with influential women who feel guided by the divine to build empires of truth at home, in business, and abroad. The goal here is to empower you to grow your influence everywhere. Join the nation of women who get things done at thewomenwithfire.com. Hey, you guys, and welcome to another episode of the Women With Fire podcast. You are with Michelle and Sarah. Welcome. We're all about quests today and how to not be awkward on your quest. I love this topic. Let's not be weird. Okay. Don't be weird, you guys. Just don't be weird. So that's what we're going to talk about. But first, before we talk about that, I want to give a shout out to some of our people who are leaving us little messages, leaving us rating and reviews on our podcast. Because do you know that this really helps that because the more rating and reviews we get, the more people get to see our podcast. And we want this community to be so awesome and so big. And so I wanted to read one from Code Kenneck. I don't know. Anyway, she says, these two women, Sarah and Michelle, are two of the most genuine, brilliantly gifted minds. You can see why I chose this one. They approach... <laughs> <laughs> they approach an idea from two sides and meet you in the middle. If you feel like you are called to do something, and I know you do, listen to this podcast. You will leave inspired, uplifted, and with the confidence you need to move forward. Oh, thank you so much. I'm going to read that every night before I go to bed. Um, so, but if you guys, I want to read... I want to read your review, make it a good one, and then I'll read it. A nice one, I mean. Um, so we would love to we would love to talk about you and what you think about this podcast. And we really actually just want to know how this is helping you because that makes us feel so good and also gives us the drive and energy to keep on doing this. So we love it. So today we are going to be talking about how to not be weird about talking about the gospel. Sarah was like, what should we call this? And I said, let's just call it like it is. Sometimes we get really weird, right? Super weird. Yeah. And, and we've even had responses on Gosh, you guys are so lucky because it's so easy for you to share about the gospel because that's your community and stuff. And the reality, our other businesses are not. Right, are, like are, at all. Are, not at all, right? We've got marketing businesses and photography businesses and stuff where we're not talking about the gospel, but we are. But we are talking about the gospel. Oh my goodness. Can I share of one of my most awkward, I don't even know if I've ever shared this, but I should just share it with thousands when I'm going to just start. I should just, anyway, so this one day when I was fresh out of Utah, right? I just needed to take yourself back to like 22 year old Michelle. And I just stepped out of Utah, went to Arizona and it's kind of my first time. And I don't know, is Arizona considered quote unquote in the mission field? Why am I doing so many quotes lately? Anyway, in the mission field. And I remember I was like, I need to give away a book of Mormon. I need to give away a book of Mormon. And so I went to Hobby Lobby, which hello, that's where all the Christians are anyway, anyway. And so I, I was like, I'm just, I'm going to give a book of Mormon to this lady in this aisle. And so I started up a conversation and I didn't get the guts to do it. So I circled around. I had this little baby. I had one baby with me. I circle around and then I start the conversation and then I like practically like throw the Book of Mormon at her. And I was like, Hey, hey, I said something really weird. And she's like, 
I suspected you were trying to give me a Book of Mormon. And I was like, oh my gosh. I went, I left Hobby Lobby and I sat in my car and just laughed because I was like, that was so weird. <laughs> Stop throwing Book of Mormons at people. This is not the experience <laughs> that I thought I was going to have, right? She did not, as I know, as of now. I don't think she joined the church, but she should have. That was weird. And that's not, I just, just, we just need to pull ourselves together and not be so weird. So back then there wasn't Instagram, there wasn't Facebook, like there wasn't this online stuff. So we want to talk to you about how to be normal about this cool thing that you have, which is the gospel. And, and that's actually where I know all of this comes from is because it's so precious to us and our testimonies are so dear. And we really do want to share it with people but if we don't do it the right way, and if we're not, if we don't kind of consider how we share, then um, it can it can backfire a little bit. So um, that's what we want to share. Sarah, start us off with a statistic. Ooh, I love this statistic, and the purpose behind this statistic is to help you get beyond the feeling that the only way that missionary work is done is through a knocking on doors, b throwing books of Mormon at people. <laughs> Don't just stop doing that. <laughs> or see that that inviting people to be there with you and with the missionaries at dinner taking discussions is the only effective way to get people to join the church. Okay. I think that the church has grown a lot. There's a reason Preach My Gospel came out. There's a reason missionaries don't track like they used to. Like things that the restoration of the gospel is a living and breathing thing. So how can we look at this living and breathing thing and think about the best way now that we have this great component of Instagram and Facebook and, and new ideas, how can we make this happen? And I want you to think about this statistic. Okay. This statistic is that in order for someone to become involved with the church, and this means any involvement, meaning attending activity days as a kid, this means coming to a ward party. This means showing up for church. This means being baptized. This means a variety of ways that you can become involved with the church. Okay. It takes seven positive interactions with different members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints in order for someone to have one full-blown experience being involved with the church, whether it's being baptized, whether it's attending activity days, whether it's a war thing, showing up at church, it takes seven. So I want to take the pressure off in a good way, not meaning you don't need to do anything, but your success comes from being one of the seven, one of the seven that builds that, those experiences together to help that person become involved in some way with the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. So victory. How do we get there? How do we become one of those seven and still not be weird? Because we want these to be positive experiences, not like weird and like, oh yeah, that's kind of what I thought they were like, <laughs> kind of experiences, right? One in seven, that's all you need to be. And this is how we've done it. Yeah. And I think also, can I take a little bit more pressure off? Because I, I don't know. I just think that we have to realize that we just have to figure out how to be the best church member that we can be. And then the spirit does the rest, right? Like you're not converting anyone. I'm not converting anyone. And that can't, I don't know. I don't know if conversion is really our goal, right? I mean, 
it can't be the goal, right? It can't be the goal because if conversion <laughs> is the only goal, it's so, it's not like it's minute, but it's, it's such this little sliver of the whole point of the church. Yeah. Changing and turning yeah. And that's kind of, yeah. that's like, and I think this is where I've changed a lot because I, you know, I was in Utah. I didn't really get it, you know, until you're out and living other places, you know, where you have a lot of non-members and I don't know. I just think that that's not, that's not the goal. The goal is always to bring people to Christ. That's it. And, and that is done in a lot of different ways. And we're going to talk about like actually specific things, but if that's your goal, then a conversation with a neighbor or, you know, someone at church, I mean, someone at school or whatever that can be, you can, that can be one of your seven, you know, one of the seven impressions, just like she looks happy. You know, when I have this friend who goes to a playgroup, have I told this story? I don't know, but she goes to a playgroup with people from her, from school that, uh, and she, she got, uh, one of the friends was like, why do you smile so much? You smile a lot. And then another lady texted her and was like, um, thank you for bringing a positive energy to the group. And that they know that she's a church member, you know, and she's not on purpose smiling. She just is actually happy. So, um, and, and she's one of the seven, she's one of the seven Proof. and she's there one of the yeah. seven. And, and I think that, I think we got to just like take a step back and yes, I don't know, just, we have to live the gospel and then, and that's what we have to do. And that's what we have to do. You're, you're absolutely right. And now a small break, a word from those who make this podcast possible. This podcast is powered by Entreport. Entreport is our number one business tool. It literally does it all. Email marketing, sales funnels, automation, and it basically keeps your business running even when you're sleeping. Not only is Entreport the backbone of our businesses, but you can design a full-blown website using their customizable landing pages. It is the one-stop powerhouse shop where we keep our email lists, growth, marketing goals, and businesses at their very best. Check out the show notes or jump on thewomenwithfire.com slash entreport to get started. And now back to the Women With Fire podcast. So here are our, we have really three, because everything is better in threes, right? Obviously. Everything. <laughs> everything. Um, we have three ways that you can reconsider how to not be weird when talking about the gospel. <laughs> and some of these are in person and some of these are online. The first one can be both online and person to person. And we call it take advantage of your quote unquote weekend. Okay. Now this is a broad term or a broad phrase in order to describe how Often you show up to playgroup Monday morning with members and non-members or whatever, or you're posting on Instagram on Monday and you talk about your weekend and you miss the whole boat of what you did for three hours over the weekend because it's so harmless to post about boating. We went hiking and we did chores and here's the chore chart we used and whatever. But wait a minute, what did you do for those three hours? And I'm not saying 
but the only thing you post is I went to church. No, 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 no. Like talk about what you actually did at church, because this is a way for them to learn about the church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints in a really non-threatening way. You can talk about how you're the primary leader, right? That you're the, maybe you're the music leader and you can talk about this funny thing that happened while you were teaching music <laughs> to the three-year-olds and a funny word that came out or, you know, something like that. You're posting about that you, look what you're teaching them. You're teaching them that there's a class for children in our church. You're teaching them that you volunteer at your church. You are teaching them something that they're learning in the song and that it's a positive thing and that you're serving. I mean, they are learning things about the church by you talking about your weekend. And the reason I put weekend in quotes is I want to even push this idea further to say, you are doing things regularly that the church supports and encourages and talks about a lot that people outside of the church may not realize that's part of our value system. Let's talk about the divine role of motherhood. When you're posting about motherhood and the, the joy that comes, the deep joy and the divinity of that, that's something you may think is just old news, but for your following may be really refreshing and they may be hungry for that to feel that divinity within motherhood. What about FHE? When you post about FHE and you all go get ice cream together or, or you're doing a service project or whatever it may be, you post that little thing and it's really easy to say, did you know every Monday we have this thing called family home evening and we get together for an hour and we attempt to have a lesson and we always have treats and you know, just talk about it. Just talk about it. Family dinner. Do we support family dinner in the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints? Yes. When you post about what you're cooking for family dinner, talk about it. Why is it important? Why do you love it? Why do you honor it? Why are you putting so much effort into it? Like take advantage of your quote unquote weekend and just be normal. <laughs> Stop being weird. Just be normal. <laughs> it's okay. It's fine. We've all been weird. Um, can I tell him number two? I love this one. Yep. Okay. So the number two is take advantage of the rain. So we're this, so vague. We're, we're so, so like, vague. We're, so, we're not vague in our title. And then all no. of our steps are vague. Sorry. It, we go into detail, Sarah. We are. We are. Listen carefully. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, my husband just called me right in between like when we were recording a podcast and he said the missionaries just called and they're helping someone move and they need people. Okay. How many times do we have opportunities to serve in the church? Like all the time, right? Maybe there's a relief society activity, or maybe there are people who need your help moving, or maybe whatever there's needs. When you invite other people to help you, how easy is that? How easy is that to talk about the church and to talk about service? Because like we all, we all want to serve. We all want to help, right? United principle. Yes. And we all want to be needed also. That's a huge thing too. So if we're able to, to see these, see these opportunities and not, I think our first, our first inclination is to call the person who always says yes. Right. Yeah. It's just to call, um, brother Jones, who, you know, will show up And while that's the easy route and, you know, I for sure taken that, you know, but maybe the better route is to ask people who need to serve, whether they're, 
whether they're actually in your congregation and they're there anyway, like this is a really good reach out across the board, what you should be doing. Across the board. It's so true. And even I remember years ago when years, I don't even know if it was years ago when there was that massive hurricane in Texas and some of our the people that we have podcasted with did an online effort to try and get you know, diapers and, you know, Ashley's Fresh Fix shared mm -hmm. about this experience. It was last year. It was, that's right. It was last year in Texas and they were trying to get a truck and, and supplies down to help these people. And that was an online effort. And it was, it's really easy. That's a non-weird thing to ask for, whether it's online or face-to-face, -face, come and help. Most people respond. That, that That's a value that most people value there. So yeah, we've had a lot of like, they did the water campaign mint arrow did and there was a bunch of people who went down there like they this is easy to do like donate ten dollars uh i know shelby osmond did one for the um juvenile justice center and things in utah and like this is easy to share service because people want to help bottom line people want to help love it love it see aren't you feeling invigorated you're like i can do this i can, this is, I can actually do this i can do this yes <laughs> and number three let's go on to number three mm -hmm. um the third is to ask, and this is either online or face-to-face, -face, ask for help or perspective on your own responsibilities that you have within the church. So let's say you are a gospel doctrine teacher. Let's say you're a young woman teacher. Let's say you're a primary teacher. Have you ever considered preparing for your lesson and then getting someone's advice on it? Like say, look, I'm teaching the nine-year-olds about something we could be teaching the, the, the nine-year-olds about. Right? <laughs> tithing, 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 right? And I've got a neighbor right next to me who's not a member of the church, but who is my best friend here in Louisiana. And she's totally Christian. And I have loved being able to sit with her while our kids are out running around playing and talk with her about how do you teach someone that you're not just dumping your money somewhere when they're nine years old, you know? I and mean, we've talked about tithing. We've talked about temple prep you know, and she's not, a, she's not a member of my faith. Um, but being able to get perspective from them on better ways to teach it, um, their own experiences with it. And man, if you could be gutsy and it's not weird, if they're a great teacher and they exemplify what you're going to be teaching, maybe it's self-esteem or maybe it's service, something like that. What if you invited them to teach it? You know, what if you invited them to come in and give a thought or something like that, like trying to involve them some way, because not only are you getting a really great perspective from them, but you're also teaching them that we have something in common. Our beliefs have something in common and I need your advice on this. And so I think it's, it's easier than we think. You know, I mean, we've said that through the whole thing, um, but this just really helps us get rid of the idea that the only way to do it is to hand a Book of Mormon or to knock on doors, but instead just get their advice on something. And Michelle, you actually did this online. Oh yeah. So the, I was speaking at girls camp a, a couple months ago. And so I just posted, I said, Hey, I'm speaking and this is what I'm trying to get across. You know, like, what is your perspective? What is your advice? And I got a bunch of great responses. And I guess this is what I think this whole approach, this whole approach that we're talking about to missionary work, because, and a lot of this, these ideas, there's a great book that you need to read. It's the power of everyday missionaries by Clay Christensen. 
right? Is that true? That's yes, Clayton name. is his first name. Clayton. Find he's out on Amazon for like 10 bucks. Yeah. He's my friend. I call him Clay. <laughs> 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 we go way back. But I think we just have to reframe how we're thinking about missionary work. I think that's it. Because we don't have, we don't have, I don't, I, the goal is not to convert. It's to really, to unify and to to show people that we have so many similarities and there, and that we need you, like we need you and that we can be better together and kind of unify us instead of it being this, I just want to get you baptized. Like that's not, that's not, what are we doing? Right? So if that is the approach you're taking, you're going to be less weird. You're not going to throw Book of Mormon to people at Hobby Lobby because it's weird. <laughs> sure. 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 And, and there are miraculous stories out there I know, in which I it know. works, you know, but we're talking the day to day, like so many questions have, have come in on like, my platform doesn't feel right to share about the gospel. And the, the reality is yeah. you're, you're right that now may not be the right time for you to hand up books of Mormon to everybody that sits next to you at work, you know, around the conference room. Like that's probably not the best approach right now. And the, the thing that I love about Clayton Christensen's book, like if you don't know him, he is a business, like huge, like big wig, big wig. So he is constantly around very educated, very wealthy people who we, as at least missionaries, we always avoided the biggest houses always, which is really judgy of us. I'm like thinking back, I'm like, oh, what are we doing? But there's this, there's this commonality that those who are most humble and often those who um, struggle with basic needs, you know, to be met and stuff are more receptive to the gospel. And his book is to debunk that. He says, yes, that's true. I mean, there's a lot of third world countries. I mean, we are bigger outside the U.S. than we are inside, probably because of our profitability here in the U.S. And what he's trying to communicate is you can still share the gospel with people you feel are educated and are really wealthy. And here are ways that I've done that. And I think that that has made it so much more approachable to me that, oh, here's a really natural way um, for me to get involved in this in the day to day. So that is it, people. That is it. And if you want a great example of this, you go check out Corinne from the from Mint Arrow on Instagram because she is so it's just so great at sharing the gospel in a really normal way. Like I remember when I first started following her, she shared a recipe of her blue, her mom's from Sai from the Bountiful Kitchen, her blueberry muffins that she's like, I'm taking this over to my friend in the church. We have visiting teaching, which we don't have anymore, but she taught, you know, we have visiting teacher. And that just means that I have a friend that I take care of every month. And she, it was just a very natural way to talk about it. And it was, I don't know, you know, that's great. That's, we just got to, just be normal. And if you feel prompted in Hobby Lobby to give someone a Book of Mormon, you can do that. Just don't, <laughs> just don't be weird like I was. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I oh, love no. it. And the reality is I'll share my final testimony of this before we see you next Thursday. Weep, weep. I love these episodes. But my little daughter, Macy, was in third grade last year. And she has a teacher who is a Christian and one of the greatest teachers that we've ever had, just the greatest. And I just loved this teacher so much. And she had, Macy, my daughter, had a friend that was that's also a member of our church who was in her class. And I am really good friends with this kid's mom. And she called me and she said, did you know that Macy gave her teacher a Book of Mormon? Eight years old. And I said, 
no. And I immediately felt weird. <laughs> like, how did she do it? What did she say? Like that uncomfortable. Did I offend someone? Whatever, which I shouldn't have thought because I live in the South, which is so welcoming. And I asked her about it. I, when, you know, I talked to her and I said, did you give your teacher a book of more? And she said, I did. Where did you get it? Well, you have them in the dining room um, in this little drawer. I just took it. Oh, what did she say? And she said, she said, thank you. And she said, she promised she'd read it. And I was like, oh. And then I said, and then I said, well, why, why did you give it to her? <laughs> I just trying to kind of figure out what was going on in her brain. And you know what she said? And it's so tender to me. She goes, well, my teacher is really special to me and really important to me. And the Book of Mormon is really special to me and really important to me. And so I thought she should have it. And I just thought, you're awesome. <laughs> you are awesome. And you know, that was her running on a prompting and doing more traditional missionary work. And I'm just blown away that if you can think deeper, like she was thinking that family home evening is special to you. Family dinner is special to you. Motherhood is special to you. Ministering is special to you. You are sharing things that are special to you with followers that are special to you. And so take the fear out of it. Be part of the one in seven and let's share the gospel online in the most unweird way possible. You're right, Sarah. This has been so good. I've learned a lot. Where were you 12 years ago? I could have used some normal advice. Thank you. I, I was like a missionary. That's what I was doing. <laughs> 12 years ago, you were a missionary? Oh, gosh. I went out in 2004. So I guess no. 14 years ago. 14 years ago, I was a missionary. But in 12 years ago, I had Gunner. Gunner's 12. 2006. Um, 2006. Awesome. Yeah, I was graduating. Anyway, she wasn't in Arizona yet. That was the problem. Anyway, you guys, um, we love you guys. We are so thankful that you are listening. Thank you for listening. And please share this out and um, rate us up. Tell, tell us some nice things. We love you guys. Hey, thanks for listening to the Women With Fire podcast. Your support means a lot to us. In fact, your support is what makes this podcast possible. If you want to connect more with the guests we've had on our podcast and connect more with Sarah and Michelle, the creators of the Women With Fire podcast, find us on Instagram at The Women With Fire or find us in our Facebook group. Simply search Women With Fire and join the group. We'll see you there.